What a week. What? I, oh my God, lady, I am so sorry, but I'm so, I'm so, you know, glad you got to be with her at the end, right? Kinda. (laughs) I mean. Well, a day before the end. Yeah. It was weird. I mean, it was awful and shocking. Uh, But um, yeah, she got, she got brought into the hospital on Thursday night and uh, she died the following Thursday and I, my sister and I lobbied super hard. My mom had, my mom was diagnosed. She got COVID at the yeah. fucking nursing home. And, um, right. which I, it's, it's like, Oh, I thought that shit was happening in March. I didn't know it was still happening. Like I yeah. would have, had I known, I mean, I, you can't know, but had I known I would have got a hotel and just had a nurse come, come to right. her and do her rehab there. She's just learning to fucking get out of her bed and push herself off the toilet. You know, yeah. she didn't have that strength. Yeah. So it was just ba- getting, it to was just PT. It was just PT. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, she was frail anyway, and I don't know that she would have, you know, she'd had some breathing problems in the last month anyway, that weren't COVID related at all. So I don't know how much time she had, like her, she obviously COVID killed her very quickly and she went to organ failure and stuff, but it, such an awful way to go. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys, 24 hours, 24 hours a day, right? Yeah. My sister came down on Saturday. So my mom went in the hospital Thursday night. Sister went down, came down on Saturday. And then we basically, I guess, starting on Sunday, we just, no, after uh, Monday, when we got home from visiting her, we just left the iPad on for like almost 70 hours straight. And, um, just carried around the house and slept next to her and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, and now you're here. Uh Yeah. That's, I've been getting a lot of emails because no one wants to bother you. And, (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, that's fine. Obviously, please do, please Uh do. But it's, it's interesting because they're, you know, the live tweeting, of the passing of your family is is intense. And Why the fuck is this my specialty, Jackie? Uh, I, like I can't get married. I can't. I can't bring <laughs> someone else into my life. What I'm good at is live tweeting your death. So well, yeah, I'm never going to have a boyfriend now. <laughs> I did ask if you would live tweet mine. You're good at it. You're good at it. Let me just say. But I was trying to, you know, I was talking to people about it. And I was like, this is such an interesting way to process grief Uh in the moment. Uh You know? I mean, the thing is, is you're not, I mean, I don't know what kind of conversation the the Kilmartin sisters had uh, (laughs) during, you know, you know, in the days after and in the the days during, you know, I mean, some families cry. You tragically, hilariously tweet things. I was crying too. And I would be crying and then I would think of a joke and that would pull me out of it. And I would tweet it and then I'd go back to crying. It was almost like just pulling a plane out of a, a straight descent to the earth, you know? Right, 
Right. Um, and it still feels like that. Um, yeah. 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 I mean, it's, I mean, it's a, a clear case of, or case. do you think? <laughs> what? Case. <laughs> it's a clear case of being a case. It's a, it's a clear case of, I think, stand-up comedy saving your life again. Mm-hmm. You know, it's um, yeah. the kind of thing where it's, it's, you process things through, through writing. And yeah, I mean, the other thing is, since I did this with my dad, like that was much more organic because I was like, oh, what the fuck is happening? And this time I knew what was happening and I knew it was horrible. Yeah. And I, I mean, because I've, I've heard about tons of COVID. I've been reading about COVID. I, I mean, I've been really interested in it. So You've been I, reading it. I felt like people, because I didn't know it was this horrible, and I've been reading about it, so people don't know what it's like to sit there and have your mother on an iPad. You can't touch her. You And we're, we got to have her on the iPad all the time. There, if We heard of other places, like in New York, when it was first coming down, they didn't have any of the technology, and people got like an hour on an iPad with their mother or father. Wow. And then you never saw them again. And, you know, you can't hug the body. You can't, you know, like my oh, mother. Oh, shit. Wait oh, a minute. My, so they had to use their iPad? They had to have an iPad too? Well, yeah, like past, the hospital my mom went to was was a hotspot for a while. So they got really good at it. So every room had its own iPad when my oh. by the time my mom got there. But like in New York or maybe even Pasadena a couple of months right. ago in, in March, they had maybe one iPad that maybe a doctor or a nurse brought in and they did it with, and they had 50 people that were dying right there. Like it, right. it was worse for other people. Right. Worse. Like this is a good scenario. And at first we couldn't, they were like, you can't come in, you can't visit her. And, and my cousin, one of my cousins, his husband is a doctor and he is a friend. He's a doctor out here. And that doctor was working at hospitals where they were allowing visitation when they knew the COVID patient was going to die. And so that then I, my sister Eileen and I started hammering the hospital with it. And I was tweeting about it. And people were, were pressuring that way. And my sister's right. a doctor and she belongs to this Facebook group of female physicians. And they fucking rallied. And yeah. they were, it wasn't just people from Twitter going, fuck you. It was like physicians going, I work in a hospital. They're allowed to. You could, this can be done safely. And so the combination of it on Monday morning, the hospital said, uh, you know, we're revisiting our, our uh, policy and might even change it today. And my sister and I were like in the car. <laughs> right. And um, so we were the first ones that Huntington allowed. But I mean, it wasn't just us. It's everybody now. If they're brought to Huntington, you'll get an hour with right. your loved one if they're dying. Right, but I know that you are. Is there? I'm hearing us on a feedback. Is you? It isn't. Can Kyle, you hear? Are you? I'm, I'm not hearing it. I'm hearing everything pretty clear. I'm hearing. I think somebody's air conditioning. It's my air conditioning, yeah, which is not. But I mean, that's pretty standard. Wait a sec. Oh, that's weird. Now it's much more silent. Because my white noise machine, which is just a swamp cooler. But here's what I liked about your Twitter thing. Wait, I can't. That, 
Can we just pause for a second? Yeah, no problem. yeah. there's sure. something playing. In- you recording. There we go. We're back. Okay. So should I, I, I stopped recording us on my audio. Because everything got haunted for a second? Yes. Right, right. Why don't you just go with the Zoom audio? Are you going to get the Zoom audio? Uh, yeah, that's what we'll work from. Okay. Do, do you have it set to go I do. To, for three? Awesome. Yeah. So we're fine. Yeah. Okay. We're doing great. Uh, <laughs> okay. I don't know what just happened. And, uh, but I mean, a set started playing. <laughs> what a, right. What a it's, uh, Yeah. Um, but what I was going to say is I liked what you tweeted and you said, Hey, politely email. Here's this guy's email address. Oh, and it, that was the wrong email. And he was the wrong guy. <laughs> oh, wrong guy. Wrong email. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it was, it was, but hopefully everyone was polite. Yes. Was I, I don't know, it, it, but it did change. And then we, we got to see her and, um, you know, she, she responded to, uh, we were rubbing your hands. You know, I was in, I had a face mask, a face shield on and two, uh, two masks. Uh, I, I came in with a mask and they, they gave me one and I put it over it. And the one, they, the mask started to separate. So yeah. one of them started going down to my neck and the other one was going up. And I was like, can I even touch? Like, I didn't want to touch my face because I'm in, I'm in COVID. My yeah. mom is breathing in and out, in and out. So the room yeah, yeah. is full of droplets. Okay. Right. And um, so, it, but it, it, the, it started going up so high. I was like looking at her from one eye and I'm like, fuck it. So I pulled it down. So I just made a no, please. <laughs> Did you have gl- you had gloves, right? I had gloves, but, but you know, you're Your not. Gloves were touching other things. Yeah. Yeah. My gloves, my gloves were in COVID. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you can't put your gloves near anything. So. Right. Wow. So that was on, and you got to see her Wednesday. Is that when you saw her? It was Monday. And then Monday. like she, she tried to, she raised her head, which, and she was looking up, you know, and she couldn't, I, I don't know if she could even see anymore. Right. So she didn't, she didn't say anything or. No, no, she couldn't talk at all, but she was, she, she raised a hand and she raised her head and she opened her eyes and looked, was looking up yeah. So that was the most response we got. Yeah. And then after that, she wasn't responsive at all, but we just kept, you know, after that we had the iPad with us all the time and we would just, it was weird. We like go about our lives, you know, cooking and stuff. And then I love you, mom. We're still here. Don't worry. We're, we're yeah. with you. We're hanging out with you. Right. Good night, mom. You're right on my bedside. I'm with yeah. you. I lean Eileen, Eileen was camping on the floor. She's here. We're here with you. Yeah. So. Um, I'm really glad Eileen came, man. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, <sighs> you know what? I, um, I was also psyched to be reminded of your mother's name. What she thought my name was Beth. What was it? What did she think my name was? <laughs> it was um, something that wasn't my name. But... Uh, <laughs> So yeah, her name is Joanne, and my my Lady Gaga had had this album called Joanne, and the song on it is yeah. the song Joanne is about a woman named Joanne who's dying. I Jesus. mean, we we heard it, we we're like, oh, like, and we just kept playing it over and over and over and over and over again. Wow. <sighs> and the bird came. Oh yeah, the morning dove came a couple times. The 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 most shocking time 
was, I mean, I was in the kitchen and my mom was on the iPad in, in my room and my sister was with her and I was like getting coffee and I look up and it, it's on a wire, you know, it's on like a power wire and, and it's so stark. It's so facing me. Like it's not in profile. It's not looking down. <laughs> it's looking at me. Yeah. And KCRW was on and it was playing, they're playing uh, Marvin Gaye's What's Going On. Yeah. <laughs> it was so strange. Surreal. Yeah. Yeah. That. Anyway. Um, yeah, the, the, the soundtrack, the soundtrack was fascinating to follow, of course. Yeah. And uh, the music and the... All the the pictures were heartbreaking. the The jokes were so darkly, darkly funny, and um, it's, yeah, I, I just feel like like she just got gypped in every way, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, her, her, her the last, you know, fifteen years of her life were really painful. Like her. She had two hip replacements, two knee replacements. Her she lost about four inches of height from her spine, and her spine has like had like S curves in it. Not one, but like three. Oof. Awful. She was on um she was taking methadone, a lot of methadone. I I have the dosage because I have an old old capsule or old bottle. But like Every month getting her methadone was such a fucking pain in the ass. And there were times, like, they wouldn't have it. There's, it's so tightly regulated. Yeah. And I'd be going to CVS and Costco and Walgreens, and they all, it was all just this, no one could get it on time. So she would have days or up to a week without any painkiller at all, you know? And Which is and just pain. Pure pain. And I don't know what it you know, what, what it does to your heart to be off methadone and then back on it and then off it back on it. It was so incredibly frustrating and it was so hard. I don't know. And then, and then her, you know, my dad gets this, gets this great death where everyone's visiting and, you know, it's like a big party, you know, it was painful, but it was a party. And my mom just gets this, she gets taken to this shitty nursing home because they're all closed. They're all full or the ones that aren't full are closed down because they have COVID, right? So there's hardly any options. And I'm like, oh, this one's closer. It's either Highland Park or Panorama City, which is almost feels like in Nevada, you know? <laughs> That's right by well, my house. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so, you know, I picked the wrong nursing home and it was a, she hated it. But they, here's there was the, no right nursing yeah she but she always complained all the time so her complaining about a nursing home is like oh here we go again right (laughs) right so it's hard it was hard but now I'm like oh it was she spent the last conscious days of her life in a place she hated amongst strangers yeah and then was unconscious and or barely conscious in another place with strangers yeah so you know just awful awful and it, just, it felt like oh that's this is always what it felt like this is what happens to the women <laughs> like the guys get it all the good stuff the women get freaking shitty death no one's around you no funeral no obituary the newspaper that all of her friends would read the contrast times where i i, I we paid two thousand dollars for my dad's obituary because it was gigantic right you know it's out of business 
Like, right. so we're going to have a Zoom memorial in a couple weeks. Right. Like, it's a fucking caricature of the greater problems. Yeah. 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 Fuck. It's weird, too. Like, so my sister was staying here, and I was out in the living room after my, after a couple days ago. So after my mom died, maybe that night or the night after, I'm sitting with my son. And my, my sister opens the door of the bedroom and it's, she opened it just the way my mom did. And I noticed my shoulders tensed and my back tensed because usually I'm used to that noise, that sound being followed by Laura, Laura, can you get, and, and then I'm like, oh, she's not here. So it's, it partially, it's a little bit of relief of, I don't have that tension in my back anymore, <laughs> but I do sure. have incredible guilt and, uh, massive, uh, Grief. Sadness. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, and, and this is, this is timed. You could tie my mom's COVID infection to Memorial day weekend. Right. You know, somebody, somebody came in contact with somebody who worked at the hospital at the nursing home. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm sure the nursing home actual people were not out shirtless on Venice beach. In Memorial Day, but no. all they had to do was come into contact with one person who was right, right. That's it. And now, and now, fifty people have it from that nursing home. Yeah, when I called, yeah, she said fifty. She was, let me check the website. Oh, <laughs> what? Oh my god! I mean, what a fucking. It's it's a, like hospitals don't have that kind of transmission rate amongst patients and stuff, but nursing homes do. It's just, they're so poorly run and they, they, they just do such a bad job. It's, I, I, I'm shocked. I'm shocked. Yeah. I shouldn't be shocked because I knew what was happening, but honestly I was like, I, I just thought California is doing a better job than it was. Right. And right. they're, they were, you know, when it was first happening in the nursing home, there's no protocol. So now we have protocols that everyone's supposed to be following, but it doesn't seem to matter or they're not following them right. or some combination. Somehow right. COVID is sneaking through and everyone, you know, everyone in a nursing home is extremely vulnerable. Of course. Yes. Here's the thing. Like, yeah, my mom was going to die probably in the next year, but not like this. Not like this. Not like this. There is a nursing home that's, there's a, a house at the end of our block that has been, it changes hands relatively mm-hmm. regularly. And it is currently a nursing home. And, um, cause there's a lot of, um, whenever I, I do my exercise, hi, 2000 steps a day, hold your applause. Yay! Um, so, um, <laughs> no, all right, I'll take it. Can I just, all, all you have to do is be strong enough to get yourself off a toilet and you'll never have to go to a nursing home, okay? Just right. do enough yoga or weights to get off of a fucking toilet. That's it. There you go. And so I, um, I, I go, I, when, I, when I do my laps down toward that thing, there's always, starting about like six, mo- like six months ago, it just there's uh, a bunch of different old women who live there. And some of them are outside smoking and uh, they're sort of sitting in the driveway behind this gate. And then uh, the people who work there park in front of our house and they're in scrubs and they walk down and the shifts change every eight hours. And, you know, so I don't know. I don't know what the hell. All I know is that they have like a 50 pound bag of onions against the door. So I don't know what they're feeding these old women, but uh, it's got onions in it. Um, 
because that's the bag that gets replaced. Okay. Do you know anything about Deal Hughley? Wow, that was crazy. I yeah. Mean, I, I only what everyone knows what they saw on Twitter, but I mean, God. It, it, so I don't. Was he first of all? Was he doing a full week? Was it a when? When was that? Last night? Saturday. It was night? Saturday night. Uh, so no, Friday have, night. Friday right. night. I think it was. Okay. So did he have a Thursday show or was this a first show Friday? Like what is there a previous audience I was exposed? People were sitting in a regular front row in front of him and they weren't wearing masks. Cause I saw the video. So he's at Zany's Nashville right. this last weekend. Right. And he collapses in the middle of his set. Right. And the MC helps him off and then he tests positive for COVID. And now he's in a two week quarantine at that hotel. The MC. So your MC, the MC who's making what a hundred bucks a week, that, uh, that person might have a, a disease that that possibly requires being hospitalized on a ventilator. Hmm, yeah, great. Yeah, they, they they've got full insurance probably. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then there's well, and I got I got texts this week from I mean it it's a litany of people, the people that have talked to me this week. This week uh, and bananas comedy wise. Yeah, I mean literally. Oh yeah. Wait, hold. Uh, keep going. Oh yeah. Oh my. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. I. It's, okay. It's insane. It's uh. What, what I got was I got a. Uh, but over the weekend I got text from Tom Papa. Mm-hmm. He's at Salt Lake, and this is his second week of a three-week run. Wow. And he was like, "I think uh, there's trouble. I'm not going to go to Tempe next week." And I was like, "Go home. Tempe. You have hot." Yeah, Arizona is fucking blowing up right now. I wouldn't go to Arizona on a goddamn yeah. dare. Um, I wouldn't drive through it right now with closed windows. <laughs> oh my Fair God. It's, and I, he, so he's not, he's in Salt Lake and uh, he's like, I got to go. I got another set. So he's got two, two he, was, he texted me a picture of my uh, poster from the last time I got to headline Salt Lake. Hey, 2021. Uh, I would like to, I would go back to, I like wise guys, sure. but um, how about in 2021? How about that? Yeah. And um, it was 2015. That's the last time I've headlined there. Oh my god! But here's the thing: like, if somebody, if someone, if anyone at his show gets COVID, and that person or their loved one or somebody dies, do do you want to be the comic that passed that along? Right. Right. I, I don't. I don't. No, I don't. Hey, um, I'm so sorry. Let us take a quick break. Okay. Hi, it's me, Paula Poundstone. And it's me, Adam Felber. We have a podcast called Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone. It's a comedy podcast where we bring on experts to teach us stuff we need to know. And by the way, the guy who came to tell us what to do when you encounter a bear never showed up. Anyway, it's fun. You are guaranteed laughs in every episode. You can't really guarantee laughs. What if somebody doesn't laugh? We'll get sued. Join us for our next episode where we have an expert in consumer law explain to us how to defend ourselves against one humorless litigious shut-in with enough time on their hands to sue us over our unfulfilled claim of guaranteed laughs in every episode here at MaximumFun.org. The Cat of the Week is Mabel from Green Bank, West Virginia. We're back. Yeah, there's so many. Like, Deal Hughley has got it, but then every the people that are out working... Right? Todd Berry was like, hey, are you going to um, work the road? And I said, not at this time. 
And then I saw that Todd Berry is having a virtual crowd work show that he's going to do. Did you see that? No, but that's great. I mean, that's perfect. It's we don't have anyone in control that's doing the right thing. And no. just was it this morning or last night in Tulsa? Trump was like admitted to not testing because he wants the numbers to stay low. We don't have anyone who knows what they're doing running shit. You know, nope. and even here in this great state of California with our great governor, we still had a fucking nursing home explode within 11 days, you know? Right. So, you that, know, like when my, I, the day my mother died, they said, Gavin Newsom said, now from now on, you have to have masks on outside your house the yeah. day she died. But had he said that three weeks earlier, maybe she wouldn't have gotten COVID. If, if he had done it before Memorial Day. Yes, and maybe she could have died being strangled by me like I had planned. <laughs> I was exactly. going to murder my mother. Not- <laughs> <laughs> now you're but never going to do the time. You're stolen uh, that from me. Ah, <laughs> uh, Yeah, it's, it's brutal. It is... Um, the, the, I, you know, I, there's an LA coronavirus website that I was going to mm-hmm. in the last week, every day I was going and the numbers, you know, just going up and down, up and down, up and down somewhere between 35 and 50 people dying a day. And, um, and I was, and, and if you scroll down, you see where they're all dying and they're all dying in assisted livings. They're all dying in nursing homes and, and, um, rehab centers and you know just yeah don't try to get sober right now or try to get sober but alone alone (laughs) don't do it in a rehab what if you have like a what if you have a a hip or a knee problem you know what if like you have to be in a facility to get some sort yeah my well what you just said uh, i told you that my my sister's mother-in-law has to get a knee replacement next week next month Uh in july and um and Darla was like, she's not going, I mean, because of Lori, she's not going into a nursing home. I am going to rent a B&B and I'm going to take care of her for two weeks and I'm going to make sure she does her PT and then we're just going to do it like that. That's what we're going to, because, you know, D- Darla's, my sister's job is, uh, she's a financial advisor mm-hmm. and she can do it from anywhere, right? Yeah. All she needs is a phone and the internet and downtown Chicago it will be fine. I'm glad. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, there's no, we, there's no leadership. There's no leadership. There's no word. I read an article, a European article that said some scientist in Europe said, it looks like the United States has given up. Yeah. they they feel sorry for us. And well, like, they, thank God. Thank you. Thank you for feeling sorry for us. all gone underground in, at the end of February, this could be done by now. We could all be back in our normal lives and have the little pockets they manage with contact tracing. Fossey said this is still the first wave. So. So let's just get good at Zoom comedy. Let's get good at digital shit. Let's get good at outdoor shows. I thought the, did you watch the Chappelle show? The Chappelle? I, I, I watched most of it, I uh, the, the, my thing about watching stand up on television, I'm like, I get it, yeah. Um, ah, nothing moves you. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I've 
for I you know I watched your set today. It was a delight. It was uh, that was fifteen minutes I wanted to watch. Thank and you. it's not that you I watched yours. I was in and out. I was watching pieces of it. And then, <laughs> well, I can't oh, watch. For are an you hour. kidding? No, no. And it was okay. fifty minutes. And that's what I've decided to do. By the way, is just do. Um, I've actually made a new decision about my album. Is yeah. I'm going to do two uh, two albums. Oh, one's going to cool. be clean. One's going to be dirty. Or one's going to be dark and one's going to be hopefully playable on Laugh USA, uh, <laughs> to put it uh, uh, financially. And, uh, well, because the poor bastards who came last week sat through literally an hour, 40 minutes of me doing all of it. Wow. And in the last week, I've written two new, I've written one new bit and a chunk. I got the Murder Hornet bit. I and, loved that. That was great. I loved it. Thank you. I loved it. It's um, I'm waiting uh, to be. <laughs> but it's a bit about something else. It's not actually about murder hornets, you know. Or is it only about murder hornets, and people are going <laughs> to think it's about something else? Who knows? It's always it's up to interpretation. Like all the best jokes. <laughs> Thank you. Your, <laughs> yeah, your stuff. I mean, the thing is, is I remember just like I I couldn't. I had to. St- you know, like. When you watch comedy and um, you got to pace the back of the room, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you turn and face the stage and go, "Yes, that's how I watched your set today." So, <laughs> so um, it's weird. I had another set tonight on Sophia. Ale- Sophia Alexander has an album that came out today on oh, nice. Father's Day. Awesome, She's former comic of the week, and it was all people whose parents had heard whose dads were dead because her dad is dead. Uh, and uh, so for some reason I felt better on your show. And then on her show, I felt immeasurably sad and oof. I was sort of talking through it. It was weird, <laughs> but, um, right. Well, that's, that's the nature 10,000, 10,000 hours or whatever. I don't want 10,000 hours of grief, Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> I meant stand up, but, uh, I don't, I, I don't blame you for thinking that I meant that. Uh, I will say this, let us do the comic of the week. That's an excellent lead in. Oh, yeah. So our comic of the week is Taylor Guerin. She, um, very, very funny. Did you watch her, her YouTube? I did. What was the, uh, what was the thing that cracked me up? It was, I I sent you the YouTube clip. Yes. And, um. Oh, you sent it to me. That's right. Yeah. Because you sent me her, you sent me sort of her writing and stuff. Right. She writes for Reductress, which is. Yeah. It's such a brutally savage uh, website. <laughs> and uh, so, she, so right off the bat, you're like, okay, this girl, this girl is vicious. And uh, her comedy is really, really funny. So, it's super smart. Yeah, Taylor Guerin. And it's Taylor Guerin, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How does it go, Kyle? Uh, it, uh, which part? The yeah. last well, name is Twitter. G-A-R-R-O-N. And her Twitter handle is Casual Afro, which is yes. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's really funny. Uh, Everyone's a casual Afro right now, uh, but only if you had a, a, a more uh, formal Afro previously. Uh, currently. Uh, My son's hair is like growing up. It's pretty amazing. Um, I will say that um, my hair, I, we did another uh, quarantine hunker down haircut. The hunker down haircuts keep coming. Looks good. Um, it, did, it does all right. He just essentially, I, it was wet. He mm-hmm. took a paper scissors and he cut straight across the back of my hair. Oh, my God. That's great. And uh, he was like, do you want me to try layers? And I said, stop talking. Uh, my, <laughs> my my hairdresser, she's uh, 
she's doing she's she's doing very limited right and i think i might hire her to just come to my backyard and do it out in the open she's actually thinking of leaving hairdressing and moving to costa rica (laughs) yeah i think i get it you know why this country is is biting and get all this back on track it's a fucking mess i don't know how we're going to get back on track with with corona at this point you know it's oh It'll it'll take a decade. It'll take a decade for sure, if we don't uh, dissolve into uh, full on door to door civil war. Here's here's a weird thing. Um, just, I'm just going to put that out there and then keep talking. Sure. Uh, so the uh, <laughs> Andy is watching The Watchmen on HBO because it's free right this weekend. Yeah. And um, not a chance in hell am I watching The Watchmen. Uh, I. Uh, here's how I want to watch The Watchmen. While I'm in the kitchen, he's watching The Watchmen. I'm in the bedroom reading a book. He's watching The Watchmen. And then I can come in occasionally and go, how's it hold up? How's it, is it, uh, are we in the comic book yet? Are we still in horrible Tulsa? And, uh, and he's like, uh, the, he's on the third episode. He could only do one episode a day. But there, it's like, it, it's like I, people- I didn't finish it. It was, but I mean, I will finish it. It supposedly it finishes. It's a masterpiece. Like it's yes. very good. Yes, I understand. It is a masterpiece. Oh, I yeah, don't, you definitely don't watch it. Absolutely. Oh, it's There's nothing not there for, for you. It's, yeah, it's not for me at all. It's it's like it reminds me of my uh, this woman I worked with in the '90s, who I might have mentioned before. Had it's a line that has followed me and haunted me. She's a Lakota woman that I worked with at Northern Sun Merchandising, named Cynthia, I believe. And I was listening to hip hop, and she said, "I can't believe you like this music." And I said, "Yes, I don't. Know, sometimes I like to listen to you know really political hip hop to get mad." And there was this pause, and she goes, "You need music to get mad." And then she turned around and walked away. She was literally the funniest, oh like coldest. She was beautiful, right? Wow. But she had the coldest like look sometimes on her face. And it was just rage. Amazing. And Native American rage, my friends. There's no sure. there's nothing like it. Sure. Uh, but I don't need to watch The Watchmen to know how bad it can get. Uh, the first episode with, with, which is has the Tulsa massacre in it is I mean, it's incredible to watch and, and incredible to know that I had maybe heard about it, but didn't really know. And um, yeah. yeah, I'm trying to, f- I, I can't remember if I, if when I uh, skimmed Howard Zinn's People's History of the United States. In the <laughs> I think his, his name is Howard Skim. So <laughs> <laughs> thank you. <laughs> um. Yeah, that's where I, I might have, or I just might have just sort of when I was, and we went to a, a Black Lives Matter protest on Juneteenth, and um, oh, cool. yeah, here's my thing about protesting. It remains the same with me from, I because I haven't, before Captain Knobjob, before Trump came into power, I hadn't really, I had protested maybe a handful of times over the last 15 years, right. and then, but from, you know, from when I was in high school, through college to after that, I would protest um, more often, shall we say. I wasn't a, a huge protester, but I would go to, you know, at least three or four a year, maybe more. And I went to D.C. once for abortion rights and stuff. But um, Went to D.C. to protest? Yes, but I also had a job. I was selling okay. T-shirts. Okay. So don't get me wrong. There's always some weird sales uh, hookup sure. or a comedy hookup. I'm so sorry. Uh, but the... I will give it that um, that 
I can last about 45 minutes. It's, it's a 45 minutes to an hour and a half at a protest. I'm, it's like going to a museum for me. Yeah, right. I'm like, all right. Now, now I will, have we all voted? And, uh, you know, I mean, I'm just, <laughs> so, wow. Can you guys hear music behind me? No. Why is this, why is our podcast haunted today? <laughs> can't imagine why. I can't imagine. I can't There's ima- no reason in the last <laughs> seven days. My mom wants to interrupt this podcast so badly <laughs> she has before. And this is all she knows how to do. Like, typically she's hitting the wrong buttons. <laughs> and the wrong things are playing. The there is uh, essentially a mariachi band uh, in my in my uh, alley behind me, and it is a place where people like uh, to jam. Uh, yeah. And when I say jam, I mean have sex in a Versa. Anyway, <laughs> so is that a car? That is a car. Okay, it's a Nissan Versa, maybe. Yeah, I believe so. Okay, and uh, whatever it is, why don't we take another break? Have another yeah. Max Fun break. We interrupt the podcast you're listening to to tell you about another podcast. That's right. We got this with Mark and Hal. That's correct, Mark. This is Hal. We do the hard work for you, settling all of the meaningless arguments you have with your friends. So tune in every week on the Maximum Fun Network for We Got This with Mark and Hal. And all your questions will be asked and answered. You're welcome. All right. That's enough of that. We got this. All right. So, and then, so then the comedy drop, first of all, so my mom is dying. Right. And, but I, but my brain, I have like, it's, it's split up into eight different pieces at least. Right. Right. So part of me is like the Dalia stuff comes down and I'm like, uh, Dalia jokes. Like I can't, like, I can't even turn off that part of my head. And, and I was like, is when this, is this me getting too excited about like when I got really excited about Shane Gillis and I started tweeting a lot of jokes that I felt guilty about later. Um, and then I was that, but then there was more proof and I'm like, nah, let's go in. Shit. The water's great. Come on in. <laughs> and it was a, just a welcome diversion from uh, the, the death in front of me. Yes. Uh, yeah. You thanked, you thanked him. If I remember correctly, though, I don't think you tagged him. And- <laughs> He doesn't want to be tagged by an older woman, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> I talked to Augie Smith, and he said, weirdly enough, he's been texting with my daughter. She's four. Anyway, so, um, yeah, so Crystalia turns out, uh, and granted, here's the thing. I, I think I've been on shows with him, or I've seen him in the distance, him and his yeah, weird right. haircut. Yeah. He's a, the dude's a haircut from... from the dawn of man, you know, I mean, he's not, he's not the wavy frat boy haircut. He's the awesome, the awful. The David Lee Roth impersonator haircut. I don't know what that, what that is, but it's grim. And he's, uh, I guess he's, you know, he wouldn't, his Snapchat was full of 14 year olds who he was like, here's my phone number. If you want to just, you know, get to know your favorite famous comedian and they're 14 and dumb. And it's so like, it's so gross on so many levels, but one, just one level of you, me, so many comics I know we're all working on our jokes and we're trying, what we're trying to do is, is, is pare down a joke, right? And just make it perfect. And that's all we're obsessed with. And, and to find out there's other comics that all they want to do is fucking get 14 year old pussy or something. It's like, what? 
you and I do the same thing for a living? Are you fucking kidding me? And why, Amen. why do all, all these, all these uh, streaming, all these platforms, all these people that have hours to give out, why are they always attracted to these comics? They always give them second, third, fourth specials. And we're just sitting here writing jokes like fucking idiots. <laughs> right. You know? We are monkeys in front of typewriters and they are just like, you know, you could fuck that monkey. And you're just like, it doesn't make it. Yeah, you're, you're dead. You give somebody a special and it does well. They're going to have a fan base, right? They're going to probably continue to do well on stage if they're competent. He was a competent, right? His audience yeah. responded, whatever, right? It's, he, was, he, did, he, did the, he did the job, but at the, at the minimum kind of situation right. where, yeah, where yeah. he was up there. We he know was on stage. comics like this who technically kill, but we know all their little dumb tricks or whatever, right? Right, right. They're, they're working. But, but you, could give, you could give that same platform to you, to me, to a million other people. They would also become semi-famous, semi like, oh, I know that person. Let you could make them. money off of them as well. Yeah, so fucking pick other people. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. Are you tired of deleting a catalog of sex predator stand-up specials? Are you fucking tired of it? Can you just pick people that don't do that shit? Watch their acts. See what they talk about. Because the act is reflective of who they are. And I, I would even say like, you, oh, Jezelnik. Jezelnik's act is great jokes designed to provoke. That's who he is. He's not a sex predator. He's no. a great writer and he's trying to needle you. So he yeah, is a button pushing fit. jackass sometimes. But you know what he is? He's an amazing joke writer. Yeah. But he is not hiding that he is a button pushing jackass. That's what he's at doing. All. That's fine. Like he's not. So, because somebody had said something like, uh, what about Jezelnik if their act is reflecting? No, 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 you no. don't need to do that. There's not a single Chris D'Elia joke I've ever heard anyone quote. And you know comics that all they can do is Jezelnik jokes and, and try to do knockoffs of them, you know? Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's, there's, <sighs> there are so many, gr- I mean, if you are desperado to book some, some straight white guy, there's a thousand, Kyle's sitting right there. He's right there. Hey. The <laughs> there's like, there's, wor- there's, there's people that are not fucking children, so you know? Many of them, so many good comics. Why do the, why do the same assholes keep getting a second, a third, a fourth special? You aren't saying anything new. Is anyone right. at these networks going, Hey, the special isn't very good. No, it's like, <laughs> no, we, we, we told him we want an hour by November. We'll take whatever they give us. You know, does anyone fucking care that it's just more re- repackaged premises that have been done to death already? Right. Does anyone give a shit? Why, why are comics the only ones? We're, we're the only ones going, oh, our special isn't ready. I mean, I'm, I'm on a podcast with Eliza Skinner. She hasn't released hers in two years because she's like, it's not ready. It's probably genius. And then these assholes who work on a chunk for five minutes and they're like, well, that's my closer. Could you get someone who puts a little fucking effort into writing and being a person and giving that person a fucking special for once? Just once. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I know I'm with I you. I was because of other things happening in my life. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is the same level as before. <laughs> that is awesome. I have to say that, um, yeah, there's, I mean, literally, I would I would watch a special from any of the people that yeah, called me. Of course, yes. how about that? Like the, the Wait, who am I lying to? I'm not watching anyone special. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Can I please have a special? 
You could watch that. The, the Joey Diaz Rogan clip, like that was a separate issue that. Yep. On um, see, and there were I, I, I thought he was just bullshitting. I so think, there, I, I thought it was like that scene of dudes bullshitting each other about sex conquests because they like to do that because they're insecure fucking pieces of shit, right? And I've heard six hundred six hundred times I've been yes, party to I that conversation. Like, it's, it's white yeah. noise to my comedy career. <laughs> it's guys at the bar talking about who they fucked and how many times they fucked them and who they and, and you're like, no, 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 absolutely right. not. I see you. I see what you look like. You are not getting blowjobs. Okay. I honestly, we're all looking at you. Right. Nobody has that kind of weightlifting situation. I mean, yeah. wow, that was really mean. I'll be over here uh, being overweight. <laughs> but I mean, so that, that to me is like normal dude comedy bullshit. There's a, there's a, there's <laughs> that, a is, that is sadly normal dude comedy bullshit. Yeah, it's, it's, and it's, and, and there's an audience for it. Obviously, yeah, you know, he has a huge podcast following, obviously Rogan does. I mean, people, so people enjoy that. That's fine. If you, if you like your, your, your entertainers lying to you about the blowjobs they're getting and that helps you get through your day. Okay. That's good. <laughs> everyone makes money and everyone has a nice podcast time. Okay. Yeah. So, but, but again, to the, to tie it to more to Dalia, the whole frustration of those kind of voices get more, uh, industry attention. And this is going back since we started in stand up. It's just so and before. frustrating, you know, yeah. and then there's the, the, the Jeffrey Ross, you know, uh, that, that, that's, that's a girl sell her dad oh. selling Jeffrey Ross. Cause she, cause he wants to hang out with Jeff Ross. He says, yeah, you could fuck my 15 year old. I was like, hi, are we in the middle ages? Because you just, oh, it's like, you also could have this goat. Which one? You could fuck either one of them. I don't care. And uh, that's that, that was that woman's dad. Yes. Yeah. Because it was Florida. And in Florida, if, you're, if your dad says, if your parents Florida? say, yeah, that's where it happened, supposedly, in Florida. Oh, okay. And uh, the law in Florida is that if your parents consent for a 15-year-old to go out with a 33-year-old, it's okay. And so her dad... So her, it's pictures of her and her dad hanging out with Jeff Ross. He's 33. She's 15. And um, and she I was like, it was happening more in New York. No, you said specifically it's Florida. So they checked to make sure. That's what I, that was, that was the story I heard. And feel free to get a second, uh, a no, second. I uh, haven't been, I've been dipping in and out because I can't, it's, it's a lot. And I it's have a lot. lot happening. So I, I mean, the thing is, is I spend. You know, I mean, we've been we've been hanging out with these guys. The very the the spectrum, right? The Crystalias, to yeah. the to the you know guys just talking shit. The Joey Diaz's right, right, right. and you so know the guys just cheating on their wives with age appropriate women. Exactly. Yeah. Just I just th- you know I'm three years on the road before I met a comic who didn't cheat on his wife. You know right. what the first headliner? I literally called people. It's insane. <laughs> <laughs> Also, I, I, I also think like that scene in Boston, like, like when you were starting in, you were starting in Minneapolis or Madison, Milwaukee, right? Okay. Well, it was, Mad- it was Midwest. Okay. So during, late eighties, early nineties, right? I'm in San Francisco. San Francisco had a few guys like that, but it was, it also had so many weirdos and cool people that it was really an, an amazing place to start. But the scene in Boston, like if you, if you, if you hear about the guys who didn't get famous, yeah. like those Boston headliners, they sound like horrible men. 
Okay, maybe great comics, maybe funny to hear a story about them <laughs> and all the fucking coke they snorted at the end. Like, oh, that's a funny story, but I wouldn't want to work with you for a week. I wouldn't want to live with you for a week. In a I wouldn't want to hang out with you for a beer. That's, <laughs> I mean, and there were guys like that. I mean, in Minneapolis, when I moved to Minneapolis, it was owned, that whole town was owned by Scott Hansen. He had five right. clubs, five clubs that he literally threw out the window and like there is a there's a cut on my finger because he would pit comics against each other and he would drive us all nuts and he would throw us little pieces of meat and i remember he would do this this thing there were two guys and kp anderson's uh he's a producer now right an executive producer of a lot of stuff and um and john bush were these two guys who were sort of the darlings of the of the community for a little while and scott hansen would bait them against each other to see who would get who would get work, and and so he ruined any chance of those two guys ever being friends. Oh uh, yeah, right. Because right, those right. two guys, and they're both decent guys, by the way. Yeah, they're both John. good. He, he was in New York when I moved to New York. He had just moved there. Before, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. I think he lives in Dubuque or something like that, or Des Moines. Did and he KP lives up all together. I believe so. I believe he got. Um, but. Um, but Hanson, he would light everybody up and he would just play one thing against each other. And he was a big one for gross talk, right? There was a lot of gross, like who he's fucked. And he was a big, big guy. He laid like yeah. 550. He was the guy that Seinfeld famously said. He, he went, uh, Scott went and saw him at the, the Warner, the Walker. And he was trying to get uh, Seinfeld to come and do a set at one of the five clubs after his show. Mm-hmm. And Seinfeld was supposedly sewing a button on his shirt. Yeah. And uh and he was like, I'm not I just did a set. I'm done. I don't want to do another set. <laughs> and uh and Scott was like, Well, do you want to go out to eat? And without looking up, Seinfeld said, Scott, you've eaten. Anyway, so which is super rude. Uh but Scott Hansen was genuinely he did some good things for <laughs> comics. But on the whole, he he just he literally he'd like to play that power. It was that's what he he had power and he abused it. But, uh, yes, and I and I think like the guys that started in Boston, but I think the con like Rogan started there. It, it, like we had San Francisco, we had people coming from Boston, right? Marin came out, uh, Paula Poundstone, Bobcat, like Dana Gould, Dana Gould. The smart people that weren't gross like that were like, I got to get the fuck out of here, right? And yep. there was there's a sub like Boston bred some really gross people and they're still in the business <laughs> you know? uh, well, so, um, and that came from late 80s early 90s shit you know when it was it was just it, 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 comedy came out of i don't know fucking it, everyone was doing coke it was it was just i mean a lot of people were right I it was a it was a boom. The headliners were a lot of the headliners were it was a boom that was that was heavily laden by all dudes and all yes. of those dudes got so much power so quickly and it went to their to to the wrong kind of person to the wrong kind of man like it, like it still is to the wrong like kind of man yep it's still going to the wrong kind of man right but it's also but it is bleeding off to like some of the i mean so there are good people yes yes there are good people who have who have who've done it but if it goes to the wrong kind of man he will be a predator and take advantage and be worse than just shit talking and the white noise of the of the green room yeah and the white noise of the green room is horrible and you never know yeah. what's real or what isn't real and i always assume it isn't real 
I, I, I assume that you're an who incel. Talks about it? Who, if it's real, who talks? Why, why, why would you? It, it's all, it's all bullshit when guys are talking like that, you know, <laughs> so to me, I mean, you know, but I mean, here's the thing. There, there's another thing we're like, so there's one kind of comic male comic that'll talk about all the sex we're having. And then they're not having that sex. Right. It's clear. <laughs> as soon as you meet them off stage, it's like, all right, those are great jokes. <laughs> yeah, you're quite the joke writer. And then there's other guys that talk about whatever they're doing and they actually do it. Right. So, yeah. so you, you're Dalia, you're Louis CK and stuff. And it's hard to tell the difference between the two. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. The guy that's doing the crimes. Right. Right. Cause what you have to do is you have to just keep sort of, you know, I'm, I'm just going forward going, are they kidding or are they, or are they gross and kidding or are they gross and yeah. horrible and evil? And I, you know, I have spent 35 years being around these guys going, I got to assume you're gross and kidding. And because I don't know how to fix it or, or I'm scared to pipe up, you know, for 20 years, I was scared to say anything. And that's, that, that's on me. But it's terrifying. Aside from them being like, I mean, how many times have you had to follow somebody who like killed, but the way they did it, like it's lowest common denominator. It's just, and they get the men all riled up and they get everyone riled up and you got to spend like 10 minutes just going, all right, we're redirecting. Right. And it looks like you're bombing, but it's like, no, I have to you fucking spread, you threw shit all over this room and I've got to spend the first five minutes of my set cleaning up your right. fucking mess of lazy, gross jokes so yeah. I can tell some smart shit, okay? Congrats <laughs> yeah, on your Netflix exactly. special. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's, and I do, I like, you know, uh, there's been, there's been, you know, good guys are talking about it online and, and some good guys aren't talking about it online. And, you know, there's, it's, it's that whole white silence is violence. That rhymes. Hey, it's a great sign. Saw it at the, saw it at the, the protest. Going to put it on the back of mine. Uh, so, but the, it's just that, that sort of silence. Cause we're all scared. We all don't know that if there's going to be another fucking week in our lives. We all don't know how, you know, if we're going to get more. Yeah. I want to work at the comedy store. I want to work. I want every, to work the comedy store. So, I want to work helium. I want to work Tacoma. Yeah, yeah. I want to go back and work all the improvs if they'll ever, you know. But know. you know, they're busy booking circle jerks, and it's it's annoying. It's tiresome. It's <laughs> wow, <laughs> wow. The the biggest understatements of the of the world. It's annoying and tiresome, you guys. We find it annoying and tiresome. But also, I, I also don't feel like it's stand-up comics jobs. It's not our job to tell someone to not behave a certain... Like, we're all sort of independent contractors, right? We're just trying to get our spots, trying to get our weeks. And to, and to, all, to all of a sudden, the burden of monitoring a sex predator is to comics that just want to get spots. That's... It's also not right, and we're we're not aside from you know maybe tweeting some disapproval. We we don't have any power to change it, you know. Right, um, there is a human responsibility to those children. Yes, true, but yeah. but shouldn't the police be called? Like, like why why is it on female comics to comment on Jeff Ross's uh, relationship with a fifteen year old when you could so a detective should be involved at this point, right? <laughs> like, I I I kind of don't understand why why 
why it's left up to stand-ups who are, who are uh, the most vulnerable financially, most of us, and damaged in well, ways. The I mean, thing, I think what, I think you're, conf- in my opinion, and tell me if I'm, you will, uh, <laughs> you might be conflating the idea that, that it's not, it's not women's jobs to stop sexism. It's men's job to, st- to, to, um, uh, to, to do, uh, to stop sexism. And it's also, um, but I get why you think that it, you know, you know, in a workplace, everybody has to pipe up and say, this is horrible. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it because I'm scared of, uh, for my income. Right. I'm scared of, of how I'll be perceived by other people. You know, I've got all of the basic caveman days, things that I'm scared of. I want you to like me. I want you uh, to have sex with me, even though you've never want, you know, whoever you are, I have never wanted to have sex with me. And I want you to, uh, to want to give me, you know, prizes. So, and all of those are affected when I have to do what I'm supposed to do, which is the right thing. And so sometimes I'm going to fail. Sometimes I'm going to choose to fail because I'm scared. Mm -hmm. And I'm not proud of that statement. And and I think what you're saying is that it's not necessarily my responsibility. But I, it's it's just like sometimes it's it's hard. You wake up on Twitter and it's like, oh, now I, I gotta I gotta investigate a rape, <laughs> and, then, and then call it out. Like, I was just hello, Agatha so. Christie. Uh, <laughs> like, I don't know. It's 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 so much nicer when Ronan Farrow does the whole thing for you. You know what I mean? <laughs> Right. Why, why, why do, why do comics? He's a journalist. He's an investor. I know. Do you want to have a, do you want us to do a, a, a sort of a, a broken wood Miss Fisher's mysteries where we go to different comedy clubs and solve the, the murders? I'd watch That's that. It. I I would totally watch that. Why don't we just solve their calendars? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish we could end on that. Can we? How much? Pretty close. Have? We got. Two minutes. Yeah, two minutes. What are you working this week? <laughs> um, I uh, I have spots. Uh, I'll I'll tweet them. Uh, I I'm really. I'm not doing the Maria week. show this week. Oh, cool! Right on. Yeah, where it's uh, essentially it's just going to be us in Zoom, wow. and then they're going to rush. It's a rush ticket, and they're pushing it to some place that doesn't have laughs. Some horrible cave somewhere where I don't get okay. to hear your laughter. Okay. Um, I don't approve. But uh, but it pays. So I'm, I'll be I'm doing, doing it. an NPR show tomorrow with Aaron Jackson. Um, what? Yeah, that's, that's amazing. Yeah, I love Aaron Jackson. Uh, ask me another. You're oh, you're doing the Aaron Jackson. You're doing Ophira's show. Yes, Ophira's show with uh, Aaron Jackson tomorrow. I'm taping it. I don't, I, I don't know if it's live. I, I don't. No, it's no, live. it's not live. I've done okay. it. I've I've, I've done it. Uh, oh, that's it's super fun and super easy. Yeah. It's 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 Ophira and Jonathan. Um, uh, Colton. Yeah. Sounds like it'll be fun. It, and it's, then, and, and then they'll play the hell yeah, out of it and you'll nerd. get a bunch of new nerds who love you. Yay. Yay. That's what we're looking for. Nerds who love us. But I think my Maria show is on Saturday and then I don't, okay. I'll probably do another, um, another weekend show. And you don't yeah. know, I might put some of these people on it. All of them are yeah. willing to do a set. Yeah. So, um, that's plenty, right? Yeah. I think so. I'm so sorry, Laurie. I'm happy that you're talking again. Thank you. Maximumfun.org. 
Comedy and Culture. Artist owned, audience supported.